Welcome back to the Manufacturing Come Up. I'm Malachi Greb, your host, and today we have Corey Connors, the host of the Sustainable Packaging Podcast. Good morning. Glad to have you today. Thank you so much for having me on. It's my honor. Thank you. It's an honor to have you. I don't think yet we've had any sustainable packaging uh podcast experts or experts of the industry yet so uh this should be definitely a valuable uh asset to the community oh, i really appreciate that i have to ask you what is that amazing contraption behind you oh this That's... contraption it's a uh this is a weld fixture oh. for for seat frames that's really cool very impressive thank you thank you it's got a lot of detail too i'm i'm impressed as well the team did a great job on this one yeah Love seeing that kind of stuff behind the scenes. Really interesting. Thank you. I really appreciate that. So why don't you go ahead and start off by uh, giving us a brief rundown of where you're currently at in your career and what type of things you have going on in life. Yeah. So I started back in uh, <clears throat> manufacturing myself, making boxes at Warehouser. Paid my way through college that way. And I spent the last 20 years with Landsberg Aurora as a sustainable oh, wow. packaging consultant in sales and uh, servicing customers, helping them improve their packaging, lower costs, improve their sustainability, and uh, really been enjoying that uh, aspect of my career. Uh, the last few years, I've really been focusing on sustainable uh, packaging uh, as far as social media goes. And uh, mm. you know, started my TikTok page, at Corrugated, as you can see on the screen there. Uh, and that just took off like crazy, and that turned really? into... Uh, LinkedIn, a creator accelerator program where they invited a hundred people across the USA uh, to learn about LinkedIn and how to be a creator on that platform. And that was an amazing experience and learned so much and uh, really uh, broadened my horizons on the potential here, uh, which has turned into now this podcast and uh, is, is taking me all over the world to speak at events and to, uh, do podcasts live, uh, uh, really exciting stuff. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So what are some of the things that, that and the values that you're uh, attempting to add to the community through your podcast? Yeah, it's all about education for me. I want to let people know what's possible and how they can improve right. the sustainability of their packaging uh, with without spending too much money oftentimes or oftentimes even saving money, which is... Uh, really kind of counterintuitive. People are so used to uh, quote unquote green or environmentally friendly packaging being more expensive. Whereas now uh, we're identifying ways to make it a cost savings as well as better for the environment. Mm, absolutely. So whenever you say sustainable packaging, for those who don't know what sustainable packaging is, can you give them a brief description? Sure. Sure. Uh, in, and a lot of people will give you very different definitions, but in my opinion, sustainable packaging are, are types of packaging that can be reused or recycled uh, and have the lowest impact on the environment for that item that you're shipping. Uh, and sometimes it's not what you would think it would be. It, it's not always a paper option uh, because it depends on a lot of factors, you know, where you're shipping from, what you're shipping there's nothing sustainable about broken, damaged products or rotten food. 
so we're oftentimes asked about that and it's always the answer is the the sustainable option is is not always going to be the same and not always going to be what you think yeah yeah i think like maybe a good way of thinking about that is uh something that's reusable so even like if it's a plastics if it's a reusable thing and you can use it time and time again yes that is now more sustainable option yeah and about educating our clients and and our consumers uh, consumers are 67 percent more likely to buy something if it's packaged sustainably uh, and that's a, that's a big deal for sales, right? People are interested in that. They they want to know about how to how to accomplish that. Yeah, absolutely. So, what started your journey in into uh, talking about sustainable packaging? Yeah, great question. I I'm from Portland, Oregon, and here it's it's always been about that. Uh, we've always focused on. Uh, green or environmentally friendly packaging before it was called sustainable packaging. So I've been learning how to do this from back when I was early 20s, uh, starting out with companies like Powell's Books and uh, the largest independent book uh, retailer. And uh, they taught me how to how to do it. And they forced me to learn. <laughs> like, hey, let's get on top of this. We, we don't want to use this kind of material anymore. Figure out something that's better for the environment that's recyclable yeah. or reusable. Absolutely. Awesome. So it started off with kind of like your local areas culture, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Northwest is, we, we were the first to have a, a bottle deposit uh, bill uh, back in the seventies uh, mm. before I was born. And uh, now we're one of the, the leaders in that kind of attitude and mindset and uh, I remember the first time I drove to California as a kid and watched people throw cans in the garbage. I thought, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that I think that mindset is changing. I think people are recycling more and uh, the trend is positive in that sense. Gotcha. What are you currently doing in the, in the company you're in? What does your job roles look like within that company? Well, it's changed quite a bit recently. I'm focusing more on social media and uh, speaking at events. I'll be at Paris Packaging Week here in a few weeks in uh, Paris, France uh, as a speaker on, on a panel. Thank you so much. I'm really excited about that. And those are the kinds of opportunities where I can represent Landsberg Aurora and talk about our sustainability journey, uh, which is really, uh, you know, we're, we're on the on track to be one of, if not the most sustainable packaging company in the world. Wow, that's incredible. So you've definitely spent quite a long time with this company. You said 20 years now, right? Yeah. That's incredible. I think mad respect to anybody who's spent any, you know, that extended period of time with a single company. Thank you. And and I'm I'm thankful to work for Landsberg Aurora. We it's it's the kind of company where you can grow, you can learn, you can you can adapt. Uh, it's different every day, and I couldn't I, I couldn't do this role if it wasn't constantly changing. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, with like when the pandemic hit and I had to sit at my desk for th for a few weeks, I uh, about yep. lost it. I'm not used to that. I'm I'm on the go. I'm meeting with with. Yep my my friends and customers and trying to help them out whereas uh you know so this that's why i've been able to do it for so long is is mm. because it's it's a constantly evolving and changing company 
Uh, we're yep. always trying to improve and, uh, you know, uh, buying new companies, uh, you know, expanding our capabilities with Aurora Visual, things like that, where we print our own packaging. Uh, really exciting things. That is definitely super exciting. I think it's super important too, like for, for companies to have long sustainability of employment. Yeah. Uh, it They need the shift. They need to be a growing company. I think that's one of the big things that just naturally happens. Like if you're a company seeking growth and like especially really pushing the limitation of growth, it creates like an entire ecosystem of excitement and like, right. you know, managers driving people and, and keeping the ball like always moving forward. I agree. hundred percent. People want to work for a company where they feel like they can grow and learn and uh, improve and be a part of the solution. And uh, I think that's, that's why so many people stay at Landsberg for so long. Aurora is really growing. Uh, we're a $4 billion corporation based out of Melbourne, Australia. Uh, the largest uh, wine bottle manufacturer there in, in Australia and uh, mm. uh, aluminum cans as well. So that's wow. exciting to be a part of that. And then the Landsberg side of things is, is in North America and uh, really growing as well. That's awesome. For, uh, for your particular career path, what, what pushed you into uh, working with this company? Yeah, great question. I was... Uh, 18 years old, graduated high school and didn't want to go to college because I knew I wouldn't uh, make use of my, uh, okay. you know, uh, tuition funds the right way. <laughs> so I went I went and worked at uh, Weyerhaeuser making boxes and uh, did that for a solid year and realized this is really hard work and uh, I need to do something where I can I can be more useful in, in a sales, uh, you know, in, environment. And, uh, you know, my dad, my grandpa, we're all sales people. And I saw how hard it was. So I, I knew I was in for a big challenge, uh, but I was up for it and really excited to, to get that opportunity right out of college. Uh, I saw Landsberg at a career fair. And mm -hmm. uh, although my role has changed quite a bit from my first day on the job, it's, uh, it's still the same company, which is really cool. What did you initially start doing? Just sales, rookie salesperson, uh, gotcha. nothing else. <laughs> like that was beeline focus on that. And uh, cold calls, sometimes 40, 50 a day, and mm. uh, really earned my stripes. You know, slept on my friend's couch for a year and, uh, you know, made my yeah. way up the chain, uh, survived. Yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah. I, think that pro I think that process is like super important of like going through that grind and like that just that hard sales uh, experience is like, a, it's an experience that I really wish I would have went through because like, you know, I came from more of like the engineering side of things. So like shifting, shifting as a business owner and into sales, it's like, it's been, uh, it's definitely been an interesting shift. And, and also too, like some of those things that are just like the grinding that you have to do, like just picking up the phone and call and call and call and call. Yeah. Like, that was something like I didn't really have guidance at first of like, Hey, this is what we need to be doing. Um, and, it, and it's like, honestly, still today, like still developing on our sales side, as far as like, what are some of the things we need to be doing uh, in our sales processes to, you know, keep things growing. Right. Sales solves all problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've heard. Yeah. That's a, yeah. that's an important business lesson. I think. What was your, what was your next transition? 
So you have um, that sales position. I think leadership roles, you know, uh, advising rookie reps and and things like that, uh, taking on more responsibilities. And then social media came and I just was all in on it. And that was uh, really exciting to be a part of that growth for our marketing team and, uh, you know, get get to be a part of, like I said, of the LinkedIn Creator Accelerator program. Uh, TikTok is, you know, we're, we're narrowing in on 100,000 followers. And all I talk about is sustainable right. packaging. <laughs> and that's right. like, whoa, <laughs> how did that yeah. happen? And, uh, you know, I, at first, people were very critical of what I was doing, saying, why are you wasting your time with that when, when you should be focused on this? And I said, well, just wait and see. You'll, you'll see what happens. And now we've got yeah. big sponsors for the podcast and, uh, you know, get to work with companies like Specrite and 3M Scotch brand. And, uh, you know, Landsberg is a, a big sponsor. That's it's really exciting to, to be a part of this, uh, the solution of sustainability. Uh, we've had the government reach out to us recently and, and want us to talk to them about how do we do this the right way so it doesn't affect mm. business, but it also helps our environment. So that's, it's 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 you know it's it's i'm i'm excited about it (laughs) yeah 100 100 yeah i'm you know i don't i don't really talk too much on like sustainability or you know a lot of those different topics but for me personally um you know i highly believe in them i think we have to go in those directions just because like if you look at if you look at just like Things like global warming, but not even just global global warming. Even if you were to say like it's not global warming and just the earth has its own patterns and its own shifts that it goes through, yeah. we have to figure out like how do we prolong that or how do we, you know, are we able to shift it? Like we need to start thinking things on like a planetary level of like how do we take care of this thing and how do we, you know, make sure that we're giving back to it and not just always taking from it. Very well said, and and not just polluting it, but helping clean it up. This affects yeah. us all, like it or not, believe yeah. it or not, it affects every one of us every day. If you look around, how much packaging is in your office, is in your house, mm-hmm. and uh, how you interact with it. Are you recycling it? Are you throwing it in the garbage? Or do you compost? You know, things like this are affecting us, like it or not. And so yeah. we're we're here to help. We're here to you know advise and educate and uh you know come up with new ideas and new ways of doing things that are more sustainable it's really an exciting time Uh, there's going to be some laws coming that extended producer responsibility laws that are going to affect all brands Mm. just just like all all particular maybe all particular particular products having to shift to like certain compounds a hundred percent yeah Things are changing fast. We need to get on board. We need to educate ourselves. We need to be aware of what's happening. And then as consumers, we can do our part too and and help recycle and uh, reuse, not buy things we don't need and all all those, all those things. Yeah. 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 Is there, is there anything particular that, that like maybe somebody like a manufacturer would probably not need to start looking at and thinking about? Yes. There's, there's going to be restrictions on materials. I think so you need to pay close attention to what are you using and are there alternatives to that? Like, for example, styrofoam, uh, there are situations in different States where that will get outlawed like California. You won't be able to use it. 
So what do you do instead? You have to come up with an alternative and reach out to someone like, like us at Landsberg Aurora or uh, you know someone local to you that, that can help you identify alternatives. Absolutely. Yeah, I think something like that could be like extremely important because, I mean, you think about some companies where they're they're the producer of plastic comp, uh, products or, yep. you know, vehicle manufacturers where you have all types of housings within the vehicle that are made of different compounds. And and if you mm-hmm. have any one of those compounds ever you know become illegal to use, right. that's a whole shift in the in the product. I mean, especially if it was a a major component that was like one of the main chemical structures of right. of that that compound. Absolutely. And manufacturers are shifting quickly and being prepared with a plan B or a plan C, uh, you know, Hey, what if we tried this material Would this work with it, would this multi-layer mono material work instead of this, uh, multi-material multi-layer material, uh, that that's possible. And that's happening. Great companies are doing big things in that arena right now. Awesome. Going back to, to your kind of your shift for one, are you, are you still, are you considering yourself sales now? Or are you consider yourself marketing? Where do you kind of. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> both for sure. And uh, you know, we're here to help service uh, in, in a sales function and also uh, working with the marketing team here at, at Landsberg. Um, it's, it's both. And it, and it kind of always has been. And I think in my opinion, even if you don't think you are part of the marketing team, you really are. Every action that you do is part of uh, the marketing team at your company. Uh, every yep. interaction with a cus- customer or client, every social media post, you're, you're putting the brand out there. And yep. we, can, we can all be so impactful in positive ways and negative ways, unfortunately, with uh, how we act out there in the world of, of social media. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's super important that this is like, you know, I've been pretty familiar with like marketing for some years now, but it wasn't until like starting the company and everything like that to really understand that like your marketing alignment and your sales alignment need to be one with each other. Because if not, you're trying to sell a product that you're telling, you're out here telling the world that this is what we do. But if you're trying to sell this other thing, then you're not, you're not building really any confidence. You're not building any, uh, backbone to, to your cell, the cells that you're doing. Right. If it's not congruent with each other, then it, it falls apart. And so Absolutely. that's where good, good companies become great is, is aligning yeah. those missions. When did, when did you kind of start getting involved in the marketing side of things? About, um, just just before the pandemic started okay uh which was very interesting how that worked and and it was when once the pandemic hit i just went all in on it if i'm going to be sitting here in front of my laptop i'm going to do something different (laughs) i'm going to try new things and uh started making tiktok videos and listen to gary Vaynerchuk, and he you know this is this is his his mindset right like just get out there spread the message tell everybody what you know and mm-hmm. uh, you'll be amazed at how valuable uh, the information you think isn't so important uh, because you yeah. are you think about it all the time. Whereas other people, I'll, I'll post something that I've known for years and uh, or or just learned, and 
uh, I'll be totally blown away by the response to that, uh, you know, idea or, or concept. Yeah, absolutely. I think that like now we have a great platform to share the things that we've learned throughout our career. And, and some things are so like, you know, career specific or just your story could just be in more alignment with one person versus another. And, and the people that you really align with that they're really going to take that, that knowledge and run with it and, and maybe make an impactful change in their life. And that's an exciting part of the whole thing, right? How we're actually affecting people and how, you know, I'll have people reach out to me. Hey, we tried that thing that you mentioned and boy, do we love it. And it sure has reduced our carbon footprint. And thank you so much for telling us about this alternative uh, idea. We were really struggling with it because we were tired of throwing away this kind of material and that wasn't recyclable. Uh, so it's, it's an honor to be a part of it and it's uh, really exciting and fun to, to learn what's possible. I think people are going to be amazed by what's happening in, in packaging. They're going to go to the grocery store and they're going to not recognize some things like, Whoa, what is that? That's amazing. <laughs> like refill and, and reuse and things like that in mm. the grocery you, store. Okay. Uh, you think we're going to go to more of that type of model? I do. I do. I think really? that's, Oh yeah. And, and concentrates so rather than shipping a full mm. bottle of uh, shampoo you're gonna buy a tablet that you will put into that bottle and mix with water and shake it up and then oh shampoo again uh, mm. or yeah. or solid shampoos like uh, my friends at dip already uh, those things are incredible the amount mm. of space you can save in your shower or your bathroom is incredible when you start looking at these alternatives uh, and you don't yeah. need these giant plastic containers when mm. when you can when you can use something that's solid. Uh, so yeah. things like that are are going to change all of our lives, I think. Yeah, like one thing that pops in my mind that I could immediately think of is like like say for like your washer machine. Yeah. So have like a cartridge, basically like a like a printer, right? You mm -hmm. just put in the cartridge. It's <laughs> you know good for five hundred right. plus washes. And then it auto Absolutely. dispenses the proper amount to, for whatever you say that you're washing. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is absolutely a great point. And uh, been something that's been one of the first in the, in the transition is away mm. from large bottles of, uh, you know, washing up soap yeah. as they call it in Europe. Uh, and I think we're, we're going to those concentrates. We're going to, uh, you know, tabs and, you know, pellets mm -hmm. or, or, or slips of, of what would look like a slip of paper to us. And then you put it in the washing machine and it works, you know, it turns into yeah. soap. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. It's exciting. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. I think like, like, and maybe you can, you can answer this question probably better than I can. Uh, but like, say for instance, when it comes to like concentrates, one of the biggest issues I can see with like on a consumer level with a concentrate is like the overusingness of it right yeah. so you have this little small thing that makes you know i'll give you i'll give you a perfect example of like something that i particularly do you know you have your uh carpet cleaner right yeah. and it says you know use one ounce for one gallon and here i am right. i'm just like <laughs> three four of them <laughs> wouldn't more be better right right there's <laughs> absolutely and getting the chemistry right I just interviewed Clorox on my podcast and we talked about their new refillable 
concentrate bottles for for um, bathroom foaming clean and uh, some some different spray uh, cleaners and that was exactly their concern like hey what if what if our consumers get the get the mix wrong so what they did is they have these capsules that um, that twist onto the top of your dispensing bottle um, that you buy separately empty mm. you buy it empty you fill it with water to the line and then you put on you screw on the mm. top and, and it the liquid falls into the container and mm. then you recycle you recycle that much smaller uh capsule uh, yeah uh, and then and then put the spray nozzle back on and then you never have to buy that big bottle again you just buy those yeah. little those little 20% smaller uh little capsules that are filled with yeah. exactly the right amount of of concentrate so yeah it's, absolutely it's a cool idea you know, absolutely i don't you know i don't know like business like i would assume there's has to be some level of business model or profitability however you want to look at it that is really kind of dependent on the overuse of a product like <laughs> like i said i'm triple using i'm, I'm using right. three caps laundry detergent things like that right so very true yeah <laughs> i think a lot of companies have been relying on us to to use too much of their product <laughs> yeah. very true yeah because i mean like i mean if you think about that like if you just break it down to like company profitability and whatnot if I if it if it calls for one cap and I use three and I do that every single time I use the product, yeah. you know that's three times more revenue essentially for that company. Absolutely, I do think that in in a in a different mindset with this, I think we're going to create loyalty through these ingenious inventions. You know, mm -hmm. uh, companies like Blue Land where they sell you the tablet that goes into your your hand soap uh, or or laundry detergent, you know, once you get the system in place, you're just going to keep buying that same item because it fits yep. with that dispenser. You know, it yep. works, you know, this much water and that tablet uh, combined to make the right amount of hand soap for us. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, and we don't have to question it. We don't have to, oh, how many pumps was that one again? You know, how many ounces, how many cupfuls? Uh, so I think, once you get kind of dialed into these things and you're you'll see that the products are just as good if not oftentimes better you know that that shampoo that i mentioned earlier is the best i've ever used and it's a it's a bar it's not in a big plastic container hmm. interesting where do you where do you kind of see uh your career shifting to into the future oh man i really enjoy doing this kind of thing i love podcasting and uh being interviewed and interviewing people. Um, I've interviewed 180 people uh, over the last oh, wow. uh, year and a half. And uh, thank you. That's been so much fun. A lot of work, as you know, but yeah. so much fun to get to know these amazing people that are working really hard in the world of sustainability and trying to affect positive change. You know, these, these are the people that have been in the shadows for so long. And now mm -hmm. what they're doing is coming to fruition because people see the value in it and to be able to provide that platform for them and say, Hey, have you guys heard of this? Do you know that this is happening? Uh, do you know that this is possible? It's an honor to be a part of it. So I think the, the social media, uh, the podcasting and the, 
you know, the TikTok and LinkedIn and, and Instagram and YouTube, all, all of that I really enjoy. I enjoy speaking at events. Uh, you yeah. know, I've got a, a slate filling up quickly for this year. Uh, and uh, that's fun. Yeah. And getting, getting to meet people, you know, for the first time in my life, I'm being recognized at things like PAC Expo. Um, my friend Adam Peake and I were walking through the hallway and three separate times people said, hey, I know you guys. I've seen your posts or I've seen your podcast. Like, I've never had that happen before. It's really yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We've, so we've you know, also been putting out like content for some, some time now. Podcast is somewhat newer, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty wild. Like, you know, walking through either facilities or just walking through yep. like events and just, and having people coming up is like really, really such an honor. Um mm -hmm. I personally had people come up and say, Hey, you changed my career. Or, hey, we implemented this type of system that we weren't going to implement at one point in time, but through hearing blah, blah, blah. Like, it's like, yeah, that's, it's super awesome. Just know that like you're having that, those type of impacts. And also too, I think when you do these things virtually, yeah, you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, you know, or what's going on in the real world. Like you're providing the value and that's really all you can do is just provide the value as much as you can and, and find ways to distribute it. But after that, it's kind of up to the universe on like what happens with it after that and, and what type of impact that it has. Great point. And so many times I have people come up to me in person and they say, hey, I love your content on LinkedIn or I love your TikToks. I never put I never comment, but I want you to know that I appreciate them. And there's so many people like that that are are just uh, consumers of yep. uh, of social media, uh, they don't want to be involved. They don't want. They just want to absorb view and yep. view it. And uh, yep. so, I think my advice to you is uh, to anyone listening is if 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 you're posting and you're not getting a lot of response, keep going because you never know who's really looking and yep. really viewing that material. You know, so often I hear of these stories of people. Oh, I got a new job because of this, these couple of posts I did about this topic. You know, people thought that was really interesting. Or I got a new customer because I was educating about this item, or you know, so things like that are really exciting. And I encourage people to keep keep posting. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it, it's a it can be a challenging thing, especially if you're if you're trying to seek any type of growth or like you're just like a somebody who's like like self-improvement like i'm a big yeah. growth person right i like to see things going in an upward fashion like no matter what no matter what it is right impact right. financials you know happiness like it don't matter like all aspects and right. uh you got to be careful like when you're doing this type of things to like not get things so tied up because like there's even times where you know things are ticking up ticking up ticking up and then there'll be like a plummet and you're like what happened <laughs> right <laughs> i thought we was gaining traction I've been through that too. It's it's hard to <laughs> to experience that. You feel wait, nobody likes me all of a sudden. What happened? What did I do? Yeah. And it could be the yeah. algorithm. It could be a reset of the platform. It could be uh, some one mistake, and you just got to overcome it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it, it really does boil down to like just keep pushing forward and keep pushing into what you're doing. Right. And I think that also like there needs to be like I suggest individuals do more like micro influencer stuff. Like don't, don't mm -hmm. even worry about gaining a big following, but just making posts. Like 
it don't matter what, even if you're just a college student, like just yeah. make content of like what you're doing in college. Cause you're either going to, you're going to show somebody uh, right. what it's like in the atmosphere for whatever career path you're in or degree path you're in. Um, yeah. You're going to show employers that, Hey, this is what I'm doing on a daily basis. Like, yes. and, and one just showing that you have the initiative to like even record a video, write some type of comment about it and uh, just portray that, that, you're thinking in those ways, right? Cause a lot of people are not thinking in, in like these like higher level ways and like expressing what they're, what they're doing on a daily basis. Absolutely. A hundred percent agree. Uh, and college students are the most important in this scenario because they need to let potential, you know, job, job, you know, employers, potential yeah. employers, yeah. uh, potential, uh, you know, internship, uh, you know, those are those the people that are hiring for those positions are scrolling on LinkedIn. And if you could post every single day about the same about your niche and be the person that they go to and say, hey, did you see this this young student from MSU or from whatever college? Uh, I want them on our team, you know, and you'll be amazed at who sees your posts. Uh, it's incredible. It's really amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. What so far in your career, what's been uh, maybe your one of the most impactful things for you that you've gotten to do? Oh, wow. Um, I think speaking on panels and and, you know, like Waste Expo and being on on stage with amazing people that I've always looked up to. Uh, mm -hmm. or to be on uh, the stage right after someone who I always thought was amazing, like Tom Zaki or somebody like that from TerraCycle, uh, and to get yeah. to meet get to meet people like that that I've looked up to for so many years and kind of mm -hmm. idolized uh, is really fun and really an honor and and very humbling uh, to mm -hmm. to to be allowed to you know speak or or you know get to meet people like that. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. I could definitely say like probably, probably one of my top goals on my list would be like to like either do a pre-speaking engagement before like a Gary Vanderchuk or like, yeah. or be able to be <laughs> on the same stage or something like that. Like oh, yeah. just to being involved in that production, like that'd be like a, a pretty big milestone in life. Oh man. I would love to meet him. He's, he's changed my life so many ways and yeah, it's all positive. I agree. Yeah. I probably started watching him like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, he yeah, was way I ahead highly, of his time. Yeah, absolutely. I highly advise that individuals like they, they, they actually take like things like this podcast seriously, like your podcast mm -hmm. seriously. And just like the information, uh, and knowledge that, that people are sharing on the internet, because, you know, if you spend th that, that time, instead of watching Netflix videos and you watch right. more content like this, that your career and in your life will overall and your knowledge will just have such a massive impact. Like me becoming a business owner was because of the Gary Vanderchuk, just Patrick Ben Davids, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. like all these, all these different, uh, influencers or educators, uh, you hear them for enough years and you're just like, Oh, okay. That, and, and you start to know your mind will start to shift, right? Right. Your mind will shift and, and you'll start like looking at things and you're like, I think differently about things than other people think. And, right. and, 
that'll kind of just like navigate you and take you in different directions throughout your life and, and open up tons of opportunity. Totally. And surrounding yourself with people like that and people that mm. are, you know, friends and family that are positive and motivating and encouraging rather than what are you wasting your time doing that? That's silly. You know? So yeah. sometimes you have to make hard choices and move yeah. away from friends that aren't so positive and kind of stuck yeah. uh, or encourage yeah. them to, Hey, you could do this too. Have you ever thought about this? Uh, have you looked at that? Uh, what if you had a side job and a side gig or a side hustle, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you could totally change your life and uh, improve everything. Yeah, absolutely. You said that, you know, definitely having to make that hard decision. That's one thing that I've luckily been uh, really good at. I mean, I also went through a transition in life where I like, I 100% knew like these people that I'm hanging out with are not the people I should be hanging out with. Yeah. And so whenever I was ready to like completely shift like my life, like it, I had a pretty hard cutoff. And, and then I think something about that built um, like a strength within myself uh, yeah. where like, now if i see somebody with like negative characteristics it's like mm -hmm. e it's it makes it easier for me to say okay i don't really want to associate with that person that much or i want to distance myself a little bit and not have that close of a relationship right um, i could definitely probably build on the gaining new friends and gaining friends of of the space like don't get me wrong like this probably this past year have gained more like new friends and and, and colleagues in the industry, uh, you know, and a lot of it's been just because of the content creation. Most of them are not like actual local to the area, but like all over the country through like other content creators and, and just people in that ecosystem. Totally agree. Some of my best friends now are people I've never met in person. I've only uh, associated with through social media and, and emailed and, you know, uh, contacted through uh, direct messages and things like that. Yeah, and stuff like on the podcast, talk, talk, yeah. Yeah, on the phone or on the podcast. And yeah. these are genuine, real friendships. Uh, you know, we recently had a loss in our family, and some of the first people to reach out to me were people who I've met more recently, uh, like uh, Abelio Matos and Adam Peak, and, you know, these, these people that are some of my best friends and We've only met each other in person a few times. Uh, so right. it's legitimate. It's real. And meeting people on social media is uh, it's an amazing experience when it turns into a real friendship. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Actually, this is like kind of not related, but I, I think it's a good story to tell. Love it. uh, it's revolved around technology, at least. But <laughs> one of my cousins, my cousin, we like he's probably one of my closest family members. And we really fortified our relationship through video games. He lived like two, three hours <laughs> away from me. Yeah. And we, we would play uh, is like Call of Duty Black Ops back in the day, right? right? I mean, like every day after school, we would get on there, we'd play together. <laughs> and like, because, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge video game person. I don't play video games anymore at all. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, I was probably addicted back then. <laughs> but <laughs> that fortified that fortified like a relationship that's like still so strong now like even that cousin lived yeah. with me for some period of time like yeah. like a brotherhood more of a brother than than even a cousin it was all through like technology and and being able to like build that relationship virtually that then turned into uh more of a real world relationship 
Yes. And I, I think it's very more and more common and more and more exciting. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's still kind of out of out, off subject a little bit, but like you see a lot in the um, like like anime space, like a, like a people who are into anime, they have like a deep close bond with one another. Like, oh, that's that's an anime person. Like, you know, yeah, yeah and, cosplay uh, and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. That that's just, it's like a society. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I totally respect that. They're so passionate about. Uh, uh, you know, all of the characters that they're portraying and, and enjoying. It's, it's a really neat part of the world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, like the, the big powerful thing about that is, is like so many people have like niches of like whatever their thing is, like whether maybe it's mechanical engineering or or like for right. you, it's sustainable packaging or for us, it's it's robotic systems and and you know, these niches, they create those communities and those cultures and pe places for uh, people to communicate virtually. Yes. It's the world is changing and we need to embrace the, the possibilities and the opportunities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, another thing that I think is super valuable for individuals like looking to get into the industry and, and people looking for seeking for a career uh, in the industry, especially if you're only looking for like advice, mm. like you can message people, like direct message people on like LinkedIn and have a very good response rate. Like I think people are very responsive on LinkedIn, especially if you're not trying to sell something. You, if you start off like, Hey, blah, 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 you want to buy this thing, then yeah, the response rate's much lower. But like, really people are going to be very like people, like people will message me on LinkedIn. If they're like asking me like career advice, I almost answer like every single one of those messages yeah. that comes through. Somebody me called me from like Washington state while I was at dinner the other night. And, uh, they were like, Hey, like, you know, this is, I'm, I'm a CNC machinist. I'm looking to shift my career more into automation. Like what? And, and I had like a 30, 45 minute conversation with them. Like, <laughs> Hey, this is what, you know, I'm giving some of my points of advice and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. it's all because of that virtual connection. I think that's great advice. And I heard that the first time from Steve, Steve jobs. And he said, mm. you know, he told his story about how he got his first job at HP. And, you know, he was like 12 or something like, seriously, <laughs> you know, he wow. reached out to a senior manager there and said, I'm young. I want to work for you for a summer. I want to learn about this stuff. And the person on the other end of the phone said, okay, let's do this. You know? And I think people inherently want to be helpful. They want to, yeah. you know, help people up the, the ladder and um, offer that advice where they can. I'm often, reached out to by students in college and the packaging world or uh, young salespeople who are trying to, you know, figure this whole thing out because it is really, really hard at first and well, every day, really. <laughs> right. But I think you're exactly right. People want to help. Uh, I've had a very, very high success rate in reaching out to people and saying, Hey, can you help me with this? I don't know how to do this. Do you have any advice? And, and they'll almost always say yes. Hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Do you have any other uh, valuable tips for the people in the community? Yeah. Yeah. Post every day if you can. Post something, even if you think it's trivial. Some of my most viral posts have been something I thought was kind of silly uh, or something I just at the last minute thought, oh, that's interesting. 
I bet other people might find that interesting and just post a picture, post a video, post a LinkedIn poll, whatever it is, keep getting your name out there uh, to the point where Mm. people start to, uh, you know, look forward to your, your updates. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And also you said, like you said, just going off the cuff. Cause like one thing that I a hundred percent experience, cause we do a lot of planning with our content as well. So, uh, the thing that I've experienced and noticed is that the off the cuff stuff mm-hmm. performs much better than the, anything that was, even if it, even if it's like still organic, but it's like, right. has even like the, the copies maybe more curated, like mm-hmm. it's still like the, just off the cuff, like my, my misspelled words and my, <laughs> my not very good formatting in my, in my yeah. copy and my just super raw video, no edit. Like those tend to do like the best by far. Totally agree. Absolutely. And I have numbers to show that, that, that you're exactly <laughs> right. It's uh, I think people are a little bit tired of the polished corporate video and the polished corporate uh, social media posts. They want to see real people screwing up yep. and, and, and learning and making yep. their own mistakes. And Hey, I tried this. It failed. I, I tried this. It, it mm-hmm. succeeded. Uh, so here, here's a couple things that I've learned. Um, yeah, but you're yeah, totally absolutely. right. And, and I, and even like, even stuff like the production of this podcast, there's probably like a hundred percent, a layer of this pod, this podcast production quality that is making us lose, uh, some viewership just because it look it almost, maybe it looks too clean. You know, people see, you never know. You never know what people are going to be attracted to. You never know what people are going to engage with. People consume media in so many different ways. Uh, you know, TikTok is now the number one uh, search engine for uh, millennials. Mm. That's that, Think about that. Mind-blowing. More, mind-blowing. more important to them than Google. And, mm. uh, you know, so if you search for uh, sustainable packaging on TikTok, guess whose face mm-hmm. pops up? So that, that, took, <laughs> that took me right. a long time, right? It took Absolutely. me years. Absolutely. So, and we need to know that. Yeah. And the, and the, and the content style, like you said, like TikTok, you know, it's short form yeah. uh, content and, and now the searchability side of it. I notice, like a lot of, like I, I'm always educating myself, right? I use these tools. So I'm especially YouTube. I'm a big YouTube person. So yeah. I, I really love shorts and now shorts are searchable. So at one point in time, shorts mm-hmm. weren't searchable, but now, now shorts are searchable. And like, I really like shorts because even if they're one, there's not a ton of content around it. Right. So when I search something, a lot of times there's like five videos of mm-hmm. shorts of the thing that I'm actually searching. Yeah. And so I'm probably going to go through and watch all five of those. Cause it's only going to take me five minutes to watch those five videos. And right. then I'll start consuming the longer form content to get like a, a deeper dive because when it comes to like like learning something especially if like you're trying to learn something very particular right now mm-hmm. you don't want to listen to a bunch of blah 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 words hi i'm billy <laughs> joe this is my you know what i mean like yeah get to the point right yeah 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 i want to know the thing you know absolutely we recently had an rv we borrowed from our in-laws or my in-laws and uh, the slide out broke 
I have now watched more YouTube videos about RV slide outs than probably most people in the US <laughs> because they they helped. They were very helpful. They were very yeah. insightful. They showed video of, okay, this is how you take the motor out and uh, release it so you can manually push it back in. It, cha it changes the world, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it opens up the capability to so many things and makes so many so many things less scary. Like, like right. you know, we're we're definitely in completely different uh, genres, but it really doesn't matter the genre you're in. That right. like when you're providing the content around that, you're you're making like the entry point of whatever that thing is like feel so much easier. You can walk into a meeting like if somebody's going to meet with you, right? Like they can now consume some content before meeting with you. And, right. and have a good understanding and, and better questions notated like, okay, here are the questions that I watched, you know, five of your videos. This is the information I learned, <laughs> but here's the things I still right. need to learn. I totally agree. I was in a, a meeting recently with a client and I showed them that we were talking about these different kinds of packaging. I showed them two of my TikToks and with these short 10 to 15 second videos, I was able to totally explain to them how this concept would work for their product. And they were thrilled, like, oh, that's awesome. Can you can you email me that video so I can show the team? Of course. And in five seconds, yeah. we we close the deal. And uh, because we're educating, we're showing, we're, it's mm. so much packaging is demonstrable. We we need to demonstrate how it works. And mm. I think that that's probably true in many, many fields, especially yours. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it becomes, and becomes a sales tool as well, you know, like, you, well, I mean, you basically mentioned that exactly. It's a sales tool. Right. And, and, and not only for yourself, but your other members of your team can, yeah. you know, if they're trying to, Hey, look, we already have videos for this. Here's, and they can curate their own playlists for, for their customers and say, Hey, here, look at these right. videos. These, these align with it, you. Exactly. And thankfully uh, our team, we've got, a, I think 250 sales reps nationally in, in the U S and uh, our team members can send my podcast to their customers or my my LinkedIn clips or TikToks and say, hey, have you tried this? We we can help you in this way and getting really good feedback from that. Awesome. Do you have any last valuable tips before we get out of here today? Oh, man, keep going. Keep working. Don't give up. There's so you never know when it's going to catch on fire and just go. Uh, so many times people say, oh, I used to do that. I stopped. It was so too much work or it was too this. Mm. Keep keep going. Keep your head up. Keep trying. Reach out to your friends. Keep yourself uh, in the positive momentum. Awesome. Thank you, Corey. I really appreciate your time today. And if you would, tell everybody where they can find you at. Yeah, thanks, Malachi. Uh, you can reach me uh, on TikTok at Corey Gated, C-O-R-Y-G-A-T-E-D, or Corey Connors on LinkedIn, C-O-R-Y-C-O-N-N-O-R-S, or uh, email me, whatever works for you. Awesome. Thank you again, Corey, and uh, thank you for adding all your valuable points today. Yeah, thank you.